This piece is entitled Procedure. Anesthetize me with that warm rush of cheek blood. Gloves on, you bare teeth. Your scalpel as spear sink in and razor it off, all unneeded flesh. Push that needle in and piston down that hot wax. Plump me as you please. I will lie, teeth clenched, as you doctor me deeply. Leave no skin unmoved. And once we're done, love, picture me under the light. Your work, raw and tight. This piece is entitled Arwa. My brother wishes me Salamat Hari Raya through shoots of greenery from underneath his gravel. My salam to him is not a forehead kissing a hand. It is plucks and picks at leaves and roots until all that remains are pebbles, black and white. How have you been? He asks weakly beneath the whistles of Duan slipping through my mother's lips. I have been well, I answer, in tones of cool rose water, splashing and seeping slow into the soil. The petals I toss settle on a stone, recounting stories of a year past, sweetness and sorrow in their scent. I hear no reply, as I have all my life. Only the beating sun and the Balalang's lonely song. Until next year, I bid him, as Tanahliat falls from my knees, ready to go home to a house he wouldn't know. Until next year, he echoes, unspoken, unheard. This piece is entitled Song of an Undesirable Color. I wash my mouth to rid the feel of you, the scent of all the flower buds you smoke, yet still some inch of me lives in your hue. They say that bitter is the hint of truth. I ache to swallow, still I start to choke. I wash my mouth to rid the feel of you. Between my teeth, your deeds are hard to chew. I taste my name and spit therein your joke yet still some inch of me lives in your hue. These sweet remains stick onto me like glue, the honey coating every sting you spoke. I wash my mouth to rid the feel of you. I hack away at what your licking grew and dance within the crimson that it stoked, yet still some inch of me lives in your hue. I split my tongue in hopes that you'll slip through. As penance in your dye, my throat is soaked. I wash my mouth to rid the feel of you, yet still some inch of me lives in your hue. Welcome back to Knots FM, everyone. Uh, this is our second episode in our collaboration with Lads. And speaking of Lads, I've got the president here, Akil, with us, and he just performed three lovely pieces for us. So, Akil, tell us more about <laughs> the pieces and where they came from, what inspired you, all of that cheesy stuff. Sure thing, Tristan. Hi, guys. Um, <laughs> hi, guys. I am uh, Akil Nachan. I am currently the uh, president of LADS and a head poetry editor at Particle, as well as an editor for Fear Not. So right now I'm plugging everything possible. Good. 
Um, so you asked about like where the inspiration for the pieces came mm-hmm. from, right? Um, the first piece, it's I, it's actually the most recent one, um, uh, Arwa. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one came because I was sort of reflecting on. Well, uh, I have a deceased brother. Um, mm-hmm. He passed away before I was born, actually. And the poem is sort of about uh, the Hari Raya tradition of going down to, um, you know, clean uh, someone's grave up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, every Raya. And it's really about how I. It's about grieving and loving someone. Right. Even though you've never really met them. Like, I mm-hmm. know almost nothing about him, really, in as, as a person. And it's just really about exploring those emotions, I think. Yeah. Um, procedure and uh, Song of an Undesirable Color actually sort of came as a two-piece. Uh, I wrote them right. around the same time. And this was around uh, right before the pandemic, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, those came from a really specific place. It was like a really specific relationship that I had. And it was just sort of exploring how I felt in terms of how I was treated. And uh, I promise, I promise I understand that um, procedure sounded like a raunchy one. (laughs) Like, I get it. It's not a sex poem, It's really not a sex poem. No, I promise it's not a sex poem because, like, um, (laughs) it's it's about, specifically procedure is about um, changing yourself for the person that you love and Mm -hmm. how damaging that can be. Yep. And so that's why I used a lot of, like, plastic surgery metaphors and stuff like that. Sharp stuff, yeah. Yeah. And A Song of an Undesirable Color came because I really wanted to try my hand at a villanelle. Um, at that point, I was really, like, trying out, like, a bunch of different sort of um, structured forms of poetry. So a villanelle yeah. uh, has, like, hooks and all that stuff. And uh, I wrote it during a very emotional period. Um, this was... I actually wrote it, I think, during the pandemic. Right. I... Uh, I had a conversation with a friend. It opened up my eyes a lot about some things that happened to me. And it's about understanding that trauma doesn't leave. Yeah. Like, it's about how certain things, they change you forever. And, you know, you can try your best, but the reality is it doesn't change. It's always going to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, Things will always trigger you. And um, the reality of living with certain types of trauma is that you just have to live you just have to try your best to to work around it it, right yeah yeah so i guess a follow-up question that i'm gonna ask is i hope this isn't too sensitive but what was the timeline between let's say the the, like the the fallout of that relationship and uh when you wrote those two poems Ooh, i like that um so procedure happened i think pretty much freshly after this relationship ended um i it was i think we the person that I'm talking about and I, we uh, broke up sometime right before the uh, autumn semester okay. of my first year. And that was written uh, as part of my creative writing class with right. uh, Dr. Sheena, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, our task we was her, to... We call her Sheena on this podcast because oh. this, is, this is a casual podcast. Oh, <laughs> okay, dang. Um, all right, so I'm, I'm kidding, Sheena. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was written in Sheena's class. Um, and it was actually because uh, we were supposed to write in haiku form. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and we were specifically given like emotions and imagery that we were supposed to work with. So yep. mine was hurt. Uh, obviously, oh. I chose hurt, and mm. um, that was the sort of imagery that came along with hurt, right? Uh, and yeah, it's actually in haiku form. If you notice, um, mm-hmm. that one was written, I would say immediately. Um, Song of an undesirable color happened, uh, I think, about a year after the relationship. And the thing is, uh, it was a pretty like traumatic experience for me. Yep. 
And I actually, like, I was talking about it with my friend, like I said, uh, and we mm-hmm. were just discussing the details. He was, like, making me realize how messed up most of the things so, that happened were. Yeah. So that uh, resulted in me, um, I'm going to be real honest here, I wrote that, like, we talked from, like, I think 11 until 6. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it at 6 a.m. after crying my eyes out. And okay. then, like, I wrote it, okay. I finished it, I closed my eyes, and I went to bed. And since then, it's had a couple of edits. But yeah, that was where All it originated right. from. All right. So one was immediately after, and one was after, like, a long time of processing Yeah, a it. lot of reflection. Um, yeah. Okay. So would you say that, in general, uh, this is where you get... Okay, inspiration isn't like a really suitable word but you know what i mean right like is this mm. where you get inspiration from like big events that that happen uh mm. it either you know traumatizes you or has a really positive impact on you and you just write that on on paper like is that is that how you usually come about writing or do you have like a like i, I wouldn't say workflow but like a steady pace of like i don't know a poem a week a poem every two weeks like mm. What is your process like? Uh, in terms of uh, where I get inspiration and how writing starts, um, honestly, I am very, very much the type to just spontaneously get a poem. Yep. Uh, writer's block happens to me very often nowadays. I, I don't write poetry as much as I used to, mm-hmm. especially when you're a teenager, you just have a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. And now, I, I mean, I'm not that old, but um, <laughs> obviously I'm only 21, yeah. but um, there has been like a sort of slower flow of feelings, so it's yeah. just... Um, I think I did write a lot of poetry about um, that specific event, that relationship. Yep. Um, and that stems largely from the fact that it was, uh, I'm going to be more honest here, it was actually my first. Mm-hmm. And um, the fallout of it was just really, really dramatic for yep. me because a lot of things that happened were really intense. And obviously there's a lot of intense uh, emotions. emotions attached to your first relationship. And uh, yeah, I've been writing about that a lot. Uh, I'm. I think I'm starting to slow down on writing about that. I think I've like processed it pretty yep. thoroughly. So now I'm just like going as it is. Um, Arwa just came from just thinking about the yeah. things that have happened. So yeah. Mm. So when you write it down, do you think like it, it it helps you to process those emotions? Like do you do you feel like better after you write it? Absolutely, I feel a lot better. I think um, finding ways to sort of phrase your uh, emotions uh, for me it helps a lot. Um, I will add, though, that um, at some point, it actually kind of got a little bit destructive. Yeah. Because I kept, like, interrogating this one thing that happened mm. over and over. And you keep, rev- like, revisiting yeah. it. Yeah. You know. Just, like, trying to, like, like, I guess, like, just twist out all the juice from this event that yeah. happened. And uh, it got pretty destructive. Like, it was hard for me to, like, um, sort of do anything, like, in terms of writing without going, oh, what if I talk about this thing? Yeah, and at some point it had to be like I need to stop talking about this thing it's damaging but yeah, yeah. so that was a point in time where you moved on okay well I'm glad to know that thank um, you <laughs> so I was just thinking like do you, do you think that maybe the reason why you slowed down on writing is because you've been locked up at home for like a year or something and you aren't going out you aren't experiencing things um, um yeah I, I would say actually that um, one of the reasons why I've been struggling a lot is because I haven't been able to throw myself into situations yep um, there was one point, I think during the first pandemic, I was uh, doing Napo Raimo, which is National Poetry Writing Month. It was actually recommended to me by a friend. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a very fun experience of just constantly producing poetry. Um, that was pretty, like, I would say eye-opening. I haven't done it since, mm-hmm. but I think that was the only time I've ever, like, produced poetry, like, day by day and stuff. I don't 
attach myself a lot to those pieces mm-hmm. because obviously those were written as challenges or whatever yeah. and um i personally didn't feel like they were very quality for me um so i don't think it really mattered to me in that sense but i think it was good to just have that experience of just yeah trying every day so yeah mm-hmm. hmm. so just to sum it all up like you're not someone who has a consistent schedule with writing like it's not like oh every monday i write a poem or dude i don't have a consistent schedule in anything <laughs> like every yeah. day is taken day by day yeah so i mean just just as like a message to our viewers i mean i i, I mean I've, i mentioned this in our interview with sheena but you know i think every artist struggles with writer's block especially if you're new but even if you're experienced like both of these people like you still struggle Yes, you are very experienced. Like, <laughs> no, what are you talking about? I'm like shocked to hear that. I, I feel like I'm still pretty green to this, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, regardless, I think that everyone struggles with writer's block and I Absolutely. think that's completely normal. Do you have anything to like, you know, sort of trigger that, that writing mood in you? Like aside from revisiting traumatic events like <laughs> is um, there is there any kind of thing like uh, oh uh, i'm gonna go for a walk and i'm gonna listen to some music or something and that inspires you like what what inspires you aside from these traumatic events honestly um <laughs> that's a really great question thanks for bringing up traumatic events <laughs> uh, no i'm twice, just kidding sorry um i think that uh when i struggled with writer's block a lot of time i think uh for me personally it came from constantly trying to write the same thing Right. Like there's only so many ways you can phrase a certain situation. And uh, again, I think this links back to what I said earlier about like, it's sort of like a form of mental torture to make yourself go through the same yep, things yep, over yep. and over again. I think that at a certain point, you have to recognize that maybe what you're writing about is done mm. and it's time to switch to other topics. Um, I recently had a really bad bout of uh, writer's block, which wasn't helping because um, I'm involved with some sort of spoken word stuff, which I think we'll talk about later. Yep, yep. And um, yeah, I had a really bad case of it. Uh, it only changed because, uh, again, I was trying to write about the same traumatic things. Yeah. And then I shifted my focus and I thought, okay, let's address something different. Let's try to talk about something, be it positive or negative, whatever yep. you want, as long as it's something different. Different, yeah. And it definitely, like, um, sparked something. And I managed to write a whole thing in a whole night. So, yeah. Nice. Okay. Okay, so when you're when you're writing, do you put a persona on? Or is this just you 100% like raw Akil? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> phrasing phrasing is a thing yeah. Tristan my god sorry, um, sorry. <laughs> uh, I will say that um, in terms of putting on a persona when I write um, yeah. uh, I feel personally right now um, Akil right now yeah. uh, does not do that very often uh, mm-hmm. I think that definitely before this I used to um, but I think for me this is uh, just for me I don't think putting on a persona helps me with my writing because right. Uh, to me, it's a for me. It's basically talking about my emotions all the time because yeah. I feel so many things. <laughs> it comes from it comes from within and trying to yeah. pretend that it's someone else's yeah. help. Does it? But like yeah. preface for anyone listening to this, um, if you are the type who can only write persona poems or like you explore your emotions that way, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, and honestly, I fine. totally respect it because mm. because I know I can't really do it anymore. So yeah, <laughs> everyone expresses themselves differently. Absolutely. But yeah, on that note of expressing yourself, like. How did you get to, you know, like the the point where you could articulate yourself really well, you know, because especially with, you know, like really, really heavy topics, it's like, even if you have your friend to go and talk to, like writing it down on paper by yourself is pretty mm-hmm. fucking challenging, right? Yeah. So 
yeah, just 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 talk a, a little bit about that, I guess. Ooh, how I articulate myself. Okay, um, so uh, I don't know if you guys know this. I wasn't always like this. I mean, <laughs> I mean, even now, I think my poetry is good for now. I'm pretty sure in a couple of years, I look back at these pieces and go, "Oh my god, how did I ever write that?" Yeah, but um, that's called growth. Yeah. It's called, you know what that's called? Growth. <laughs> um, but definitely, like I. Uh, I started writing when I was in high school. Again, this is mm-hmm. because I had a pretty traumatic event happen to me. Um, okay, it wasn't super traumatic. I just had like a crush on someone, and you know, yeah. it was a whole like discovering yourself era. Yep, yep, yep. And um, it was actually my friend who first got me into writing poetry. She right. uh, said, "Hey, uh, I mean, if you want, you can. Uh, I write poetry. You should try it too." Mm-mm. So uh, my first pieces were, uh, for lack of a better word, god awful. They were so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen them a couple times since, and it's sort of like seeing a ghost of yourself. It's just yeah. so questionable. But I think over time, you sort of learn some tips and tricks of poetry, yeah. and you sort of understand how to phrase things well. Um, mm. So, I mean, if you're a person who wants to try out poetry, you can always just keep trying, honestly, and eventually you'll get to a point where it becomes natural. The editing process becomes internal. You're just looking yeah. at your sentence and just looking what's the best word. Before this, I would just write it. And then change it, but now I'm like, what's the best word I put here? And mm-hmm. then even afterwards, I'll look back. Is this still the best word? Can yeah. I change this? Should I change this? So yeah. When do you consider a poem done? It's like there's this thing that that I have. It's like I try to be a perfectionist when I when I write music. Like even though my EP is filled with mistakes, it's like I'll really get nitty and gritty. I'll be like zooming in on you know tiny little mistakes, or in your case, it could be like that one word, like. Do you like? I, I'm I'm sure you've experienced this. Like, you spent like an extended period of time on Absolutely. one one piece, right? So, Absolutely. how do you tell yourself to stop? It's like, okay, bro, I I'm done. I I can't keep tinkering with this, like, or else I'll just ruin it. Like, how do you have the discipline to, you know, mm. say stop? I think uh, in my experiences, right? Um, I only edit like a handful of poems, which I feel have a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, of those poems, I think, like, uh, I tell myself to stop when I think there's nothing else that I can change. Right. Uh, I think it's sort of easier to do with poetry than it is with music, because with mm-hmm. music, it's always about, like, exploring new angles and stuff, right? Yeah. But with poetry, I think there's only so many ways you can phrase something. Yeah. Um, and I think that when I wrote, like, a lot of the poems I did just now, I have edited them pretty frequently since. Yeah. Um, at some point, I had to go, well, I think this is the best version. And if I keep editing this, I won't have like time to focus on other things that I'm doing in terms of poems. Mm-hmm. So that's that on that. <laughs> right. Okay. So do you work on multiple poems at at the same time, or is it just focusing on one? Uh, yeah. Um, previous Akio, like teenage Akio, would have definitely like said, "Oh, I work on a ton of poems all the time," mm. because he had a lot of feelings. But. Um, I would say Karen Akil does focus on one poem usually mm. at a time, and uh, that's because I think I just got used to like. Uh, before this, it was very like unfiltered, just like let's write and then think. Yeah. But now it's like um, I have to focus on a feeling, and then when I write it, I'm like, this is the one that works, and I'm gonna work on this for a bit. So mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. that's where we're at right now. I'm sure it'll change in the future. Yeah. Mm. So. You mentioned that that you often cringe when you like look back at like at, like past I killed, right? Of course. Um, do you? I mean, do you do you find it kind of charming sometimes? It's like, man, I was like really 
you know inexperienced and it's like this this is so cute you know it, it it's like oh my god baby yeah. emotions are yeah oh yeah man i mean like oh god baby i had so many feelings and they mm. were all like not all of them were good but they were all kind of funny so, <laughs> yeah like, i'm just caught like i've seen some of the stuff i used to write and i and like i look and i'm like it is so cute that i used to think i was so like amazing as a poet like these this was like the peak of poetry now i'm like oh god you needed a bit of humility. <laughs> it's just questionable. It's fucking garbage. Yeah, it's, I'm... it's a dumpster fire most of the time. And I'm like, now I look. Uh, I used to like do things like I used to curse a lot in poetry because I thought it was cool. Edgy. Yeah, yeah, I was so edgy. And it was like about just one person who I had a crush on, and it was like the <laughs> same sort of like, please notice me. I'm so invisible. And I'm like, calm down. That wasn't the end of the world, mm-hmm. and it did not produce the best poetry in the yeah. world. I mean, obviously, I kind of miss the sense of constantly having inspiration. Yeah. But like, it's like, dude, I cannot believe. You know, mm-hmm. I look back, I'm like, this, I, this, I, I have disowned this so hard. Yeah. But yeah. Personally, like, when it comes to writing music, like, I listened to some songs that I wrote a year ago. I'm like, man, this guy was really different. You know, like, yeah. he, he was a really different person. Absolutely. And- I mean, I guess it's kind of refreshing to know that I'm not the only person who kind of deals with it. You know, because sometimes. Um, I'm like afraid that if I write something then like two years down the road it's like oh bro, this, this is shit bro like you know <laughs> but I guess it doesn't really matter because as long as you're happy with it yeah it's the process of growth yeah, it's the process yeah. I mean like I will say that um, even looking back at the poems like um, A Song of An Undesirable Color mm-hmm. and uh, Procedure those are now what two years old i think Shit, yeah. uh well one is one year old yeah, one yeah, yeah. year old and the other one's two years old um that those are different my language was different because i was feeling such different emotions mm-hmm. um i understand it felt very um it was very visceral language i feel not looking back yeah and now i think i've like settled down to like just sort of a sort of mood like establishing mood i think is yeah. the thing now so yeah that's how I look back to okay. that. And if I look back further, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> like, yeah. Why were you like that? Yeah, yeah. why were you like that? <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, I, like, sometimes I look back, I'm like, bro, what the fuck were you totally. doing? <laughs> it's like, were you experimental? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I guess I just want to ask a little bit more. I mean, because, you know, like you mentioned, you're um, president of LADS and you've got all these other responsibilities. And um, a lot of your... Like, a lot of your work is very closely tied to what you enjoy, which is writing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess, in a way, like, how do you get that work-life balance, if you know what I mean? Because something that, that a lot of people struggle with, it's like, oh, I really enjoy playing music. But then if you make that as your uh, main source of, let's say, income or, you know, like, where you spend most of your time it's like you suck all the fun out of it because it's no longer you expressing yourself it's you doing it for you know Mm. to survive or you have some responsibility attached to it so you might you know censor yourself or alter yourself so that you fit that 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 mood like do you do you struggle with that um that's a really cool question um i think definitely like in terms of uh how i am now and like president of lads poetry stuff with article Mm. um i think a big distinction for me is that i'm not writing these pieces i'm an editor right right, right. um so editing i think is a lot different from writing uh it's just about polishing pieces until they're shiny essentially right Mm -hmm. and i think that 
uh, that's how I make it okay in a sense because like my work isn't defined by my writing. It's how I help others. Yep, yep. In writing, got you. Okay. Yeah, that's how it is. I think. <laughs> all right, all right. Do you? Okay, so this is this is gonna be a little bit of of a stretch, but do you ever feel like you inject your own personality and your own emotions into? someone else's poetry when you're editing it it's like no i don't like this because i don't like it like mm. do you do you find it hard to take an, an objective view when you're looking at things like this you know right like, right right, yeah. right um okay so in terms of editing right uh i still consider myself pretty green in terms okay. of editing yeah i consider myself green in pretty much everything right <laughs> but um as an editor i find that uh, my process isn't to tell someone this works or this doesn't i I uh, have a tendency to just sort of suggest things and go like, right. um, if it were me, I would have done this. Do you think this works for your poem? And if they say no or yes, then we can have that conversation and we yeah. can be like, oh, okay, yeah, I mean, if you don't want to change it, that's fine. Um, okay. So that's sort of how editing works for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Well, it's very refreshing to know that you're not a dictator because I've worked <laughs> with a producer before and he's like, no, 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 it must be like this, bro. It be... So, yeah, it's 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 kind of kind of horrible. <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah. the reality is when you're doing creative work, right? Everyone's piece is someone's baby. Yeah. It's, there's, it's personal. Everything you do when you do art, it's all personal, right? Mm. So for me to take someone's baby and say... And just, like, come in and, like... Yeah, this baby is ugly. Cut its hair. You know, break its nose. No, obviously, I'm not going to do that. I have to look at the baby and go... Um, okay, I think I'll leave the baby metaphor because it's getting weird. Yeah, it's but, getting um, weird. Yeah, it's, uh, I will take someone's work and say, this is how I would polish it. Yeah. This isn't about changing someone's voice because yeah. someone's voice is so personal to them. It's about refining. Yeah, yeah. it's about making sure that like what goes out is as quality as it can be for, for me. you. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's because I am going to be a reader. I am part of the audience. Mm. So editing is just looking at things and going, yeah. Like, okay. this works. I'm not sure about this. And this me as a reader going like, I would change this if I were you. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if you don't want to change it and there's a reason why, I get it. You know? Yeah. I absolutely okay. get it. Okay. 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 Hmm. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, on the note of your responsibilities, it, again, like, how do you balance your time? I mean, you you can say that, that you're not very good at it this is a safe space okay like uh, but yeah i mean like president of lads editor uh final year student as well like yeah man i got a linguistics dissertation on my back it's like um it's so like big things Mm -hmm. but uh honestly in terms of uh work-life balance i don't think i'm super great at it Mm -hmm. i'm being honest Uh, i do have a planner and stuff to sort of keep things in check but i only update it every so often Mm -hmm. and i am very stressed uh but i will say that uh i as an english student i do this because i know i have the free time yeah yeah i i don't know if you guys know this Uh, english students have like the freest schedules you've ever seen i literally only have three days of class and of those two days i only have one class each day yeah. So like, yeah, that's how I get to come down here and do these things and like mm. write poetry and handle lads because I still have about enough time to still relax sometimes mm-hmm. and just have fun when I can. And uh, it helps that uh, my friends are around. So it's fun yeah. to just hang with them, I guess. That's really de-stressing as well. Nice. Well, hmm, how would you, you know, like suggest dividing, you know, work and life? Because I mean 
right like right now things are starting to ramp up, right? Like, Absolutely. I don't know if you've got exams or not in, in English, but you've, <laughs> we you've, didn't. But this year we do. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Definitely. Like it's assignment season. I get it. I have yeah. an assignment due in like what a week, and um, I haven't started it. <laughs> um. Cut that out later. <laughs> um, we'll leave it in. <laughs> leave it in, yeah, we'll sure. Just in. leave it in. Just attack me like that. Um, <laughs> um, I will say that uh, for me, it's about planning. Um, right. I have gone to therapy. <laughs> yeah, it's getting real serious now, guys. Um, mm-hmm. I have gone to therapy for um, basically ADD. Right. And uh, I think a really big help is just planning things out and mm-hmm. um, breaking it down to smaller pieces. Uh, my dissertation, when I first like decided I was going to take it on, it was so scary. Yeah, It's such a big commitment and stuff, right? But then um, I talked with my lecturer. I have a more solid plan now. Um, yeah. We have like five meetings across, right? So uh, now it's just about sticking to the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, even with like lads and stuff, uh, it's, it's about breaking it down. It's about yeah. um, making it manageable in a sense. Right. Uh, like when I do things for lads, I want to have the meetings and discuss with my... Uh, committee members it's yeah it's just about delegating and making sure everything's running smooth so just keep at it i think and then when uh you finally get the time for a break right Mm. oh it gets so sexy (laughs) it is so fun so it's it's basically like instead of looking at as as looking at it i can't speak looking at it as like (laughs) some like massive task you just break it down It's, it's, it's it's not like oh i gotta write like an album bro like you but you just break it down to okay i gotta write one song and then another song and something like that absolutely yeah Yeah, okay absolutely it's like same thing with poetry honestly like um if i have poetry to write like i have had recently Mm -hmm. um it's just like um okay we'll try it today and if it doesn't work there's still time so don't panic too hard about it yeah yeah okay okay let's talk a little bit more about lads so um one of the last events that i went to personally before everything went to shit uh <laughs> was uh was a oepf and i found it really really cool i really enjoyed it mm-hmm. and i could really see that there was a big community between the members and the execs and yada yada yada, yada, yada. but once you know the fucking pandemic hit i'm sure like a lot of clubs were affected like even dag had a massive like yeah, hit to it, even definitely. though like we're mostly digital, you know, like the yeah. the, the D and the in the AG sense for digital, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like um be- because lads was so focused on you know performances and and in person and I mean no doubt like the the I guess quote unquote per- like productivity of the club kind of dipped once Absolutely. yeah but Absolutely. but just like focusing on that community aspect like. How have you guys kept in touch? Like, is there still like a community between, let's say, um, the theater people, the poetry people? And if yes, how do you guys keep in touch and how do you share stuff? All right. So um, if I'm being honest, right, Mm -hmm. um, the pandemic was, I think, the biggest problem that Lads has had to face in absolutely years. Yeah. And we've had a lot of problems to face. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're we're theater people. Of course, we have problems. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will say that um, I was head of theater mm. um, uh, during the year that was completely like in, no face to face, no nothing, right? Yeah. Um, and it was actually really, really difficult because uh, we were so excited to come back to campus and everything. Yeah. Then the numbers rose, yeah. And we actually had to cancel pretty much all of our major theater yeah, events which, because which we sucks. kept thinking we could do it. We could not. Turns out, um, I think that uh, we the one thing that didn't manage to work was stuck at hope. 
which yeah. I understand you were very involved in, uh, Mr. I, Performer Man. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember that. Oh my god, guys, he's <laughs> such a diva. He <laughs> forgot her. Yeah. He forgot Lance event. <laughs> but yeah, uh, ca- ca- carry on. Like, right. yeah. um, I think that uh, we try our best to keep in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think the theater community sort of stagnated for a bit. Yeah, uh, we didn't. Nothing really happened. Understand. Um, I did meet a few people. I think, uh, but it simply was what it was at the time and uh the writing community i think actually got so much more prominent yeah because um because there was like storyscapes which uh, was Mm -hmm. a collaboration between writer society and lads last year which was a massive success and uh, i'm actually involved with storyscapes this year as well so it's a lot of fun um and aside from that there was also like stuck at hope uh, which was our only successful event i think last year Mm -hmm. um and that was all about poetry and stuff so i think the writing community really got tightly knit because there was just so much more ability to be successful i think Mm -hmm. um hopefully this year we're um planning to really bring theater back to campus and make things fun for everyone again so yeah (laughs) yeah but um yeah i mean i think for for dag as well it's like to be completely honest with you like right now the radio team is kind of radio silent haha funny uh-huh. funny fine uh, yeah. pines yeah yeah but um but then if you like contrast that with like the the, the arts right like people are just drawing at home like they've got their tablets Absolutely. and stuff it's so it's so cool and i can imagine like the same thing happening with the the, the, the writers it's like a lot of people have a lot of free time now. It's yeah. like, I don't have to drive back home every day, so I've got yeah. like an extra hour. I, I don't need to, yeah. you know, walk from uh, from from F1 to J Block or whatever. So you've got all this extra time and you've just got time to write. And yeah, I mean, it's really nice to hear actually because a lot of, like a lot of musicians have kind of fallen out of it. Like Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Some people have really taken advantage of, of the pandemic to write because they're, they're stuck at home and they've got nothing else to do. But some people, they just can't do it, you know? Stuck at home, or as some stuck people might home. call it, stuck at home. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, you guys can watch the lives. I think we still have like a recording of it up on the Lads YouTube channel. So that's my plug for the day. Don't <laughs> watch I it. <laughs> I, I fucked up so badly. I was so stressed out with assignments that I just recorded everything in one thing and I was like, okay, fuck this. And you guys heard it here first Tristan fucked up go watch it (laughs) I will say that um, I think the anonymity and the complete like terminal online-ness of the world last year actually helped out like the sort of writing community and definitely Mm. lads like community of writers uh, in collaboration with WriteSock and stuff because um, it was I think time it, it lets you make online friends you know yeah uh, I know Story Skates was like role playing and stuff so mm-hmm. that was I think great because it just became like an online space to be collaborative and explore writing I think so yeah I think that's another added element of it plus you don't have to face these people yeah so like it becomes easier to just write and not think about it <laughs> yeah I like in in DAG like there are actually quite a lot of members that I haven't that I still haven't met like in real life and I think it might stay that way because you know they're like overseas or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know like like sometimes I feel more comfortable sharing let's say my music to them or something like something like like that right and it's because I don't know them I don't feel vulnerable right yeah and I guess I just want to ask like um, how how would you advise like writers who are really scared of you know opening up and sharing their their poetry to like complete strangers like let's say 
everything comes comes back to normal and we have like an in-person spoken word gig it's pretty fucking intimidating right like absolutely you just you just, you just fucking like walk yeah. on a stage and it's like what's up guys here's my trauma you know yeah. like, like it's, it's, it's trauma it's, dumping on to like a group yeah. of people who are like captive audience like we lock the door no just kidding we don't lock the doors. <laughs> but yeah i get what you mean um i think that uh the experience of spoken word i haven't actually done like a live spoken word i haven't even done online yet mm-hmm. um but that will be coming soon um, I, I think by the time this airs, that would have been out already, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Sheena, Sheena plugged it, actually, so... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to plug it probably in a bit. But um, I think that uh, my advice to writers who are afraid of, like, opening up and being vulnerable to people is just, like, don't think about it too hard. Mm. I mean, obviously, it's hard because I understand, like, even when I shared my pieces regarding, like, you know, uh, A Song of an Undesirable Color, Procedure, and even Arwa, right? Um these are super personal things but i think one thing to remember is that that's the crux of poetry you just have to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and um it gets easier over time i think to open up about certain things Mm -hmm. and especially like uh sharing it with the random online audience that you have cultivated um yeah and the thing is uh i think poetry spaces i think trauma like not trauma so to speak but like vulnerability is very much rewarded yeah so there will be people who will, you know, um, support you in your adventures of telling people about that time you got, like, dumped really dramatically <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. How much of uh, Okay, how much of a safe space would you rate the community that, that you have uh, around you? Like, um, how, how comfortable do you feel with, you know, like, sharing your, your poetry and stuff? Like, like, do you ever feel like... Oh, are you going to judge me, bro? Like- <laughs> um, okay, so here's the thing. I have dabbled both in music and poetry, but mm-hmm. uh, I think that uh, the creative spaces around me are just... Uh, I. There are people I trust, there are people I don't really trust for, like, you know, quite a few reasons. And not all of them are personal. Sometimes it's just, like, uh, mm-hmm. you don't think someone will understand what you went yeah. through and yeah. stuff. Um, I think uh, if you want to cultivate a sort of creator, a creator space, essentially, around you... Mm-hmm. Um, it is pick and choosy, but you will be rewarded by the fact that the people around you are people that you trust deeply with yeah. a lot of things. Um, I will say that the people I keep around me are like 10 out of 10. So okay, like, uh, yeah. We've, 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 we've got Amanda, who's going to be our next guest. I don't know when we're going to be recording that one, but yeah, a kill just gestured to her. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. It's just like, um, she, I, I really She's trust like boy. other poets with stuff. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> like including okay. Amanda. But yeah. Amanda is a legend. Legendary. <laughs> Legendary writer. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, do you do you ever have those those times where it's like you're you're in in a circle and let's say there's this one 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 person who's just a fucking dick, you know, and it's it's, it's like um, how how do you enforce like the boundaries of your quote unquote safe space or your community? Like um, how how would you advise? I mean, because you are the the president of of a club, right? And you and you do need to have that responsibility. Like, I don't know if you've ever faced it, but I absolutely have. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I have. I mean, it's the it's the sort of like it's the reality of um, being creative, and especially like with like uni spaces and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, there will you are bound to work with people that you don't necessarily feel comfortable around. Mm. Um, I think that in my experience. Uh, uh, if there is someone who I don't particularly trust with certain um, aspects of my poetry 
or my plays or stuff, I think it, uh, I only share very specific things, yep, uh, yep. sort of surface level. And uh, to those I trust, I obviously share more. Um, and the important thing to remember is that like sometimes there will be people who um, feel that they have the right to mm. talk about your work in a way that feels invasive. Yep. Sometimes uh, some people will look at your work and think, oh, I feel like I don't really get this, so I think it's bad. Oh, and that doesn't okay. mean that it's bad, guys. Yeah. You know, it's it's a whole personal thing. And I think that um, in those spaces, remember to just take their criticism specifically with a grain of salt mm. because you know y'all are just not vibing. You know that yeah. their work is just not reflecting... Uh, their opinions do not reflect anything onto your own piece. It just reflects themselves, really. So, yeah, that I think that's the experience that I've had uh, dealing with that. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, I guess just to just to have a little bit more questions about lads, like what what events do you guys have coming up? Oh, what events do we have <laughs> coming up? Okay, I'm honestly not really sure about our timeline uh, in terms of like what's coming up specifically like if when this airs, but there is the spoken word night yeah. uh, coming up that I will be involved in as well as some of our lovely little guests on this little podcast episode series. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, the other night uh, we did a run and we basically heard everyone's poems. It was amazing. And I think uh, even if this airs after like that has yeah. happened, you guys can always head down to Go the, back and watch yeah, it. Yeah. the YouTube page for Lad's YouTube page. Lad's YouTube page. Um, <laughs> and uh, aside from that, you can also watch a lot of our other content. Like we have, uh, I think the Stuck at Hope recording is still there. Yep. Um, you can look at some of our older plays, some of our older spoken word performances. Those are all available online for you for your perusal. Um, aside from that, we also have a couple things like I will say that uh, we have auditions coming up for a play. Um, I think the details of that, um, depending on how or when this airs, right? Um, that will be something to look out for. Or if it's already happened, then you can always come down and watch the play. So yes, yeah. uh, that's pretty much everything that Laz is doing for now. Uh, we also have our workshops and um, there's some other things in the works that I think everyone should keep an eye out for, essentially. If you're a member of Laz or even a non-member who's just interested, just um, mm-hmm. keep an eye out for us, you know, uh, put notifications on for like our Instagram or whatever. Um, yeah, that's for Laz. But um, do you mind me taking this space to talk about some other stuff? anything dude go ahead absolutely this is so fun um particle will also be doing events Mm -hmm. uh as head poetry editor of particle i think it's important to shout this out because this is also like poetry stuff um i think we're doing a spoken word very soon um you can uh check that out uh we also have like all sorts of workshops coming up and editing circles if you're a member of the school if you're a student sorry not a member a student of the school of english um we're doing editing circles soon so these are all just things to look out for i think cool cool anything else to plug uh your instagram if you want to or lads or anything um i actually have one more situation to (laughs) plug i'm so sorry i'm involved with absolutely everything everything, um so there's also fear not um Mm -hmm. we're opening up uh the medium page for people's contributions so Mm -hmm. um if you guys uh just check out whatever the month's theme is right and um this month it's capitalism in uh, criticisms of capitalism in fiction yeah and uh it uh we're just looking for things to publish so essays articles um, opinion pieces uh just come on down and just uh submit them if you'd like squid game enjoy is uh (laughs) yes yeah yeah you saw that one right yeah um so what your 
Oh, oh, you didn't see it? Then, then I guess we have the same brain cell. Oh my god! Guess, yeah, yeah, oh, no. Um, okay. one of our uh, uh, committee members actually posted with Squid Game enjoyers, please oh apply. <laughs> okay. So yes, if you enjoy Squid Game, write for us. Yeah. Um, and uh, my Instagram is uh, Q A Q I L Y. So it's like Kakuli, but like also I L Y. Mm-hmm. Um, my should I plug my Twitter? If you, I mean, if you want to, it, it's, is it? It's kind of a question. Oh, um, oh, yeah, the lads. Oh my god, I'm so okay. Okay, um, uh, you can also wait. Can I just record this part? It's like as a big block of like promotional things, just plugging. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay, so uh, you, uh, you can go ahead and follow lads on Instagram. We are UNMC lads. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a Twitter, which is also I think UNMC lads. Yep. We have a Facebook page. Um, we have the aforementioned YouTube. Yeah. Um, other things that you can find me on, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, that's Q A Q I L Y, so it's mm-hmm. like Kakil, but also I L Y. Yeah. And um, you can also follow my Twitter at Rina Sawahpadi. Okay. Is that it? I think that's it. Okay. Well, if you don't have anything else to talk about, I think we're done here. We've done it. We've, We've done it. it. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Akil. Thank you so much for inviting me. This was so much fun. Yeah, this, this was a lot. Okay. Thanks, guys. Have a have a nice day. Bye bye.